Welcome to the Lows to Highs podcast. I am your host, Karin, and on this show, you will learn how to live a present life, find gratitude in all of the low moments, and experience freedom and bliss as you propel into your higher self. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Candice Arzaga, who is the founder of Otravi, which is a vintage clothing brand based in Switzerland that was founded with the intention to see things with new eyes, with a belief that in the same life, you can always start anew and that another life can begin. I know I say this after everyone that I interview, but this was such a remarkable conversation. I think this is probably one that I'm going to revisit from time to time because of how the best way to describe it is you really, really feel divine presence throughout this conversation. Candace is such a resilient, beautiful soul. Her story is fascinating, but also really tough and, and, you know, filled with suffering, which we will go very much in depth. To give a little backstory on Candace and what brought her to my show is that she lost her father and her dog within months of each other, right when she was about to begin building her brand, Otravi, and right when she was about to move back home to Switzerland. And if you've ever faced grief, whether that's losing a parent, a family member, a friend, an animal, or an animal, a pet, even parts of yourself, there is this heaviness that no matter how hard you try to get past or to let go of, it kind of just follows you wherever you go. And right when Candace was about to enter a new phase in her life and enter a new chapter of her career is when she lost both her father and her dog. And you will hear from her story, the her feelings during that moment. You know, why now? God, what are you doing up there? Why is this happening? This isn't fair. You know, all of the human emotions that one endures when faced with grief. Now, the beauty that you will hear in this episode is how Candace really, really, really turned her pain into her purpose and has have has now found peace in the path that God has led her on. If you haven't already listened to episode 28, which is titled Asking, Listening, and Receiving Signs from God and the Universe, I highly suggest you pause this one and go to that first because a lot of what we discuss and a lot of the conversations we have and the questions I ask really stem from what I shared in that episode. And I feel like you will it, it will ground you into the conversation that I have with Candace. You will feel, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know how I lost my grandmother two years ago and how she's been my guardian angel and how I always feel her presence. I really felt my grandmother's presence in this conversation, which was just magical. Um... Wherever you are in your life, whether you have lost someone and you struggle to accept that loss, whether you have lost a part of yourself and you're grieving your past or your previous self, whatever it may be, we all experience grief and we actually talk about that, the different forms of grief and sources of grief and how some of them are just minor experiences, which I share a personal example in the episode. But everything we talk about is truly relatable to any and every human being, wherever you are in your life. I highly suggest you take your journal out or pull up your notes app because there is so much wisdom that you will want to jot down and go back to anytime you feel stuck in your life or can't forgive or can't accept or can't feel like you can't move forward. If there is anything you will take away from Candace is how strong of a woman she is, how her soul radiates, how much 
light she is filled with. And she's truly one of the most resilient people I've had the pleasure of speaking to. And I love seeing her flourish and I love seeing the brand that she creates and how her story of grief actually enhanced the brand that she created, which shows that there is beauty even in the dark times. So I know I'm rambling a little bit right now, but what to expect from the episode. We first talk about letting go of your identity when moving to a new side of the world or moving to a different city, what listening to your intuition looks and feels like, the various forms, sources of grief, and how they differ, the various ways we feel hope and begin to accept, How to honor your anger during challenging experiences, but simultaneously finding gratitude in the the beauty that they provide, which is truly what I live my life on, like uh, honoring the feelings and the emotions, but then finding gratitude. Noticing higher powers of working for us in the physical world. Giving yourself forgiveness through acts of love versus waiting for someone else to provide that to you and proof that things always turn out better than we imagine. Have fun in this episode. Listen deeply, take some notes. You are about to be changed forever. And I constantly can say that because it changed me forever. All right. Hi, Candice. I'm so honored and excited to bring you onto the show. When you first emailed me and you kind of gave a rundown of your story, I was so touched, but also I felt a lot of emotions because you've definitely had a challenging journey in life, but it was also simultaneously really beautiful to see how you turned that pain into your purpose, really. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and in whatever way feels in alignment today, and we can dive into what brought you to this moment. Thank you so much, Karin, for having me on your uh, beautiful podcast. Um, you know, I'm I am in such adoration of you and, and your writing and your work, and it's really touched me. Um, for a long time and um especially in my my journey in the past couple of years um navigating life and changes and um grief which we'll talk about today so thank you so so much for holding space for me and and welcoming me here i'm Um, so touched to to hear hear that thank you for that (laughs) yeah um, so I'm Candice, and uh, I am um, born and raised in the U.S. Um, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and um, when I um, was growing up, I would visit um, Switzerland a lot because my mom is from here, and we have family here, so it's always been a second home to me, and um, I felt very called to be here in my adult life, and um through the pandemic in 2020, my husband and I decided that we wanted to uh, move here permanently. It was, it was something we had been discussing for many years and and we did it. So I'm here now. I've been here since uh, autumn of 2020, um, based in Zurich. And I really started my life again when I moved here in many, many ways, um, personally, um, spiritually, professionally, um, just in so many aspects. And um, I'm here to talk a little bit about that today and in, in my journey and in my perspectives. I would love to start with you sharing the decision to essentially, I don't want to say restart your life, but in some ways restart your life. What was that like in the moments leading up to you and your husband moving to Zara? Because that's a massive life change. It means letting go of your the identity that you've been accustomed to for so many years. It's also picking up everything and start looking for a new job or starting within a new community. And I know a lot of people have that desire to move to another city or to explore a different part of the world, but there's always that fear of letting go of home. So I would love for, for you to share what the journey was like, you know, deciding and maybe what that pull was to to come to Zurich. Yeah, you know, um, it's a great question. 
I think we all face sometimes crossroads in life where we feel pulled to do something, but, you know, sometimes our, our brains can get in the way and, and we fill them with doubt and, you know, we, we think that we can't and, and we put a lot of limits up. And I think the year that we decided to move and, and did move, it was 2020 and we were all um, amidst COVID and dealing with that in our lives in different ways. And such a hard time for for so many um and we all kind of came together i know during that time and i think a lot of us had our own awakenings of life right and looked at things differently and went inwards and um, took that time and opportunity we had and and really it's kind of that that's how it went for us um it was something like i mentioned we wanted to do for many years but we always kind of never, you know, really decided when or put a time and place towards that goal. Maybe we were letting doubts um, kind of get in the way. And, you know, now looking back, I just think that that time of our life, we were supposed to still be in the U.S. and we enjoyed and had a wonderful life and like so many friends and family. But it was just that moment in 2020. And I will never forget, we actually we're on a walk with our dog. Um, those, you know, very long walks that we could mm -hmm. take back then. We had a lot of time on our hands and it just really came to me like from really like out of the blue like from the universe and it was just kind of like I looked at my husband and I was like hey what are we really doing you know not that life wasn't great and we weren't happy we were but it was just like this is a time to live and really look at everything that we have and the possibilities and opportunities we have and and really make the most of life you know I think we all learn during that time or it settled in even more the the concept of how precious life is how quickly it can come and go and it was just one of those you know light bulb moments that really just told us hey this is what we need to do now and so it was quite easy I, I want to say in that way um, but we had to put in a lot of work, you know, the whole summer to make it happen and move during the pandemic. And when there were borders sh shut down and it certainly helped because I'm Swiss. So, you know, I want to mention that um, it's still not an easy thing to do, but it was somewhat easy in that regard. Um, but we really just put two steps forward and we just said, how do we do this? And, and we did it. So... I love that because it's a clear sign that your intuition had been brewing up for so long that like this is what we want the future to look like. And then you had that aha moment, which I feel like that's the beauty of intuition. You'll feel certain things or you'll crave certain things. And oftentimes you don't know why you're feeling them or where it's coming from. Is it wishful thinking or is it false hope or is it is it a feeling we should be trusting until it gets to the point where it kind of like brews up and brews up. It's like, you got to listen mm -hmm. to this voice. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that you had that aha moment and that you remember you yourself having that moment. I think oftentimes when we make decisions, we don't even notice like that was the, the pivotal moment where I decided and listened to my heart. And so you remembering that is such a beautiful representation of your awareness and your appreciation for your own inner voice, really. Um, when you and your husband moved back then, how was that journey of starting over? I'm sure, I'm sure it was very exciting because you're, okay, this is a new chapter and there's so much newness and you know escaping from the COVID in the U.S. to, to going there even though it was similar and around the world what did that process of building a new foundation look like for you and your husband? Yeah you know I think you say it really well um, it was a really exciting moment I mean there was there was a lot of emotion with it. Um, we were really happy and, and grateful that we had that opportunity to do that and live out a dream of ours. We were also sad um, to leave back, you know, friends and family, but we knew that it wasn't a goodbye permanently. And we knew that we would be back and it was just more distance between us, you know? And so I think our excitement overtook maybe the sad feelings at the moment. 
And when we got here, it was a very interesting time because it was still September. It was still, you know, COVID was still, I think, in maybe the third wave. And um, things were a bit different here in terms of like lockdown situation, but it was somewhat open and it felt pretty easy just to kind of seamlessly start again. Um, Maybe because we were just so thoughtful about everything we needed to do and, and make plans and I have family here and you know, connections. So it wasn't, you know, hard in that regard, but we did have to start over, you know, and that means from everything like material things and even friendships and connections. And, um, we were really blessed. And when, when I talk about the excitement, we also had like some very exciting things on their horizon. While we were married, we hadn't had our wedding ceremony yet. And so we were able to do that the following year in like the summer of 2021. So we had arrived um, in uncertain times, but still had some dreams in our heart. And we were able to live those out. And I want to say like it was a really, really um, great, happy, exciting time. Um, But I do want to segue with that um, into 2022, which is last year. And I really want to uh, bring that in and, you know, talk about what a great time it was in life and a beautiful time and all of the new and wonderful experiences, because um, in 2020, I had really probably one of the hardest years of my life. And, you know, after such a beautiful time and so many things happening in the world opening and our dreams coming true, you know, you're never ready right Mm -hmm. for for the hardships of life when they come and they sometimes maybe can seem to come at just the time when you think why you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in my place now I'm settled I you know and and moving here in so many ways I I felt anew and I felt I was finally settled in myself and um, then in April of 2022 my dad passed away And a couple months later, our dog passed away. And um, there were two really significant losses of significant figures in my life that came very suddenly, uh, very unexpected. And after such a beautiful time, I was hit with this reality of really dark moments. And um, it put a huge contrast into my experience. And, you know, you talked a bit about a new identity and moving here. And it was kind of like, just when I thought I found my identity, when I moved here, it suddenly felt it was ripped away Mm -hmm. because I was really faced with so much um, um, uncertainty um, after experiencing these losses. And so that was really when things kind of changed again for me. And I went again through this different Um, but also grief period. And um, I learned a lot at that moment and that time that I actually had been experiencing grief since I arrived here in 2020. It was just a lot less um, intense. It was more subtle, but it was grief because it was change. Mm -hmm. And I was navigating through that the entire time. So that was a really interesting thing that I got to learn about changes identity and starting over um, just going through something a bit more subtle and then something really dramatic happening and really changing my world first of all I want to say I'm so sorry for both of your losses um, and thank you for being vulnerable and open to sharing both of those you know traumatic experiences especially because they happened within such a short period of time together um, even the way you're talking about it is very brave and very resilient and strong. Like that's coming through the way you speak, which is really beautiful. Um, it, I love how you mentioned the various forms of grief, because that was actually what I was going to ask you when you moved, I'm sh- you mentioned the sadness and with sadness comes grieving once w- what you once knew and, Although that was a different form of grieving compared to the losses of your father and your dog, it's still grief and it's still heavy in in similar ways, but different ways. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't 
allow themselves to grieve the like air quote smaller aspects of life Mm. what did now that you've arrived in this place it's been a few years how what was the different level of grief and what did they feel like for you such a good question um I think the first you know grief that I experienced with the change of moving I didn't even realize until year and a half later you know it really wasn't until to be very honest last year uh, spring summer when I took time to go inwards and I read a lot and I I wanted to learn about what I was experiencing and grief from the loss of my dad and and our dog it really prompted that in me and I realized then that I had already been going through that it it just was a different way so when I think back about it, when I first moved here, I don't think I was conscious or aware because Mm -hmm. you don't really ever associate like, you know, grief, you always associate with really um, more traumatic experiences, death, loss, significant things, um, really change of identity, but some things that have maybe more hopeful feelings attached towards them like Mm -hmm. say a move or a new job or something where you can somehow see yourself in like down the road and you can feel good about what that looks like um maybe you don't realize it as much because you're just focused on the future and and how that looks and how it feels and it's probably a good thing Mm -hmm. you can associate a good thing at least and I think with the grief of losing a loved one um, through, through the way that I experienced through, through passing, at some point you can't see hope. It's, it's just that physical element of that person or thing it's gone. And, and how can you feel hope for that? You know, there's, I think there's that maybe difference and it's not until, you know, you kind of go through those stages of grief and you, hopefully can come out on the other side towards acceptance that you can realize the power of what that experience of loss has maybe given you and it's the ability to do something beautiful with that mm-hmm. and that was really for me what changed everything when I finally got out of those stages and and worked through that and really realized that okay and accepted this is this is what it is this is the reality physically these loved ones are not here spiritually I believe they are mm-hmm. and my spirituality is huge and such a big part of my life and it's really what made the difference for me personally to the acceptance to getting to the acceptance and then just knowing like how many more possibilities in, in my life that I have with these figures with me spiritually it's so powerful mm-hmm. and it really got me to the other side of thinking now I can I can live and make something beautiful and in honor and memory and have them with me it's it just changed everything so I think that that is kind of how it played out for me I have chills because I can relate to that part of how the acceptance came so backstory I lost my grandmother two years ago and she lived Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a traumatic experience so it's nowhere near the the same level that you experienced your the loss of your father is it's it's still loss and I'm I'm sorry thank you um and she lived a beautiful long life but she passed Mm -hmm. away when she was like 94 and I do think at the time I really allowed myself to grieve. Like looking back, I did the proper crying and releasing and journaling and all of the different forms of grief and thinking back through the beautiful memories we had. But the real point of acceptance came to me a few months after where I felt her divine presence all day, every day, wherever I looked, like weird things where I would be driving and thinking about her and I would look at the license plate and it would have her name and her birthday or 
I would pray to her and she would show me a sign. And that made me trust that she was always present with me. She was always guiding me, always protecting me. And that although I don't have her physically here, my heart is still connected to her soul. And mm -hmm. over time, I mean, the, the amount of blessings that she's provided to me has been extraordinary. And like, sometimes I can't even believe the way that the divine communicates with us through this spiritual and physical realm. It kind of disperses everything and it's like it's it's all one it's all interconnected um so i completely understand what you articulated but what i find is really interesting is the way you articulated the different forms of grief was something i've never heard but i completely agree with you i think when we're grieving something that's a bit more lighter i i don't know if lighter is the right word but i guess lighter we, we have hope that something beautiful awaits and we know that. And so the mm. acceptance is felt at the beginning of that grieving period. Even something so silly and so minor, I have a full-time job in advertising in New York and we found out a couple of weeks ago that we're moving offices. And I love my current office and I love my walk to work. I walk through Soho, Manhattan and it's like, a joyful part of my day. And last week I went to our new office for the first time and the walk is a different walk and it's a lot shorter. I'm not seeing the same, you know, buildings and streets. Mm -hmm. And part of me was like, damn, like I miss mm -hmm. the old walk. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I don't, I wasn't ready to let that office go yet. And at the same time though, I knew but this is okay. It's good. It's a new beginning. Who knows what I'll come across on my new walks to work? Who knows what this new office holds, what memories I'll create here? So I accepted it from the beginning. With mm. loss or something a bit more heavy, it takes the, the healing journey to really learn to accept. And I think throughout that healing journey, you have to you realize you have to kind of give that acceptance to yourself versus what the future holds. Like you have to feel it in the present moment versus when it, you're grieving something light. It's I accept because I know the future holds something beautiful. Whereas when it's a bit heavier, it's like, I don't know what the future holds, but I can, I can at least try to give myself the acceptance in the present moment as hard as it is. Do you feel like that's something that you also experienced? Totally. Um, I'm just, I'm just sitting here nodding my head because every, every word you say, it's, it's so spot on in, in the feeling of the experience that it was. And I think it's, um, it, it all comes back to staying in the present. And that's, I think, one way that, that one can really get through a, a period of grief, of deep grief, because I think really in this life you know we we are material beings and and we are surrounded by so much materiality and everything is tangible for us right we can touch and feel and that's real to us and we can see it and we can hold it and everything is is relative in that way right and sometimes we forget just to to be still and be present and sit within ourselves not looking outward you know really coming inside and and just being with ourselves and that's what i did in that period and i i was really fortunate that i could do that and and spend time and and forget about the the labels or titles or you know material aspects and just come back to this very present me and i think that's somehow a beautiful thing of grief is that it does bring us back to being present because you just you learn and, and life is it's here and now you know things can change from one day to the next we really don't know but what we do know is that we have this moment mm -hmm. and that was a very powerful lesson on on being present that I had in that time yeah no it's it's so beautiful and unfortunately we don't realize that until something big happens and or we go through some form of suffering 
you know, for me, what led me to this path of living a very present life and getting into spirituality, really deepening my faith with the creator is, was my health journey. And part of me, now that I've arrived here and I've learned all this and I do live presently and I do pray and I have faith and all that kind of stuff, part of me wonders, like, if I hadn't experienced all of that, that challenging health journey filled with so much suffering, also filled with so much joy, would I have become this aware? Would I have been this in tune with myself? And I've really meditated on that question. Like, who would I be today at 27 years old if this wasn't part of my life? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of the times I was really angry with the path that was led for me. And I'm sure you, there was some sort of anger within you, which is another emotion I want to dive into. I was so angry. Like, why me? Why like this? Why can't I get out of it? And now that I'm here and I'm still in my healing journey when it comes to my health, I can't help but feel so much gratitude that that was my path because at such a young age, I know how to seize the here and now. I know what the present moment is. I know that life is unexpected and we don't know what tomorrow holds. And so you begin to really appreciate not just the journey, but the moment that you are in because you are so much more open and receptive and you feel things and you honor yourself. And that, although it stemmed from a really tough journey, it's such a blessing now to think about it and I'm mm-hmm. so curious, is that something that you experience as well, where you, what once maybe felt like resentment or anger has now turned into something that you are, you found gratitude in, maybe not the experience itself, but the wisdom that it embarked on you. Yeah. Um and I'm so happy for you that you've had your own experience of that and you've come to this really profound and and beautiful place in your life now and you have so much wisdom to share and it's it's beautiful right and if you didn't go through what you did which probably felt at times like the hardest thing you might not be here sitting here today and having these conversations Mm -hmm. and sharing your wisdom and your philosophy and your words and it's you know something that is so powerful so you have to somehow feel grateful, right? For the, the hardness that you went through. And I totally relate. Um, you know, when, when I moved here, uh, it was about changing my life in, in many ways. But one thing that came with it was my career and what I wanted to do professionally. And so um, actually at the start of 2022, um, like January, I embarked on my own business which is um, a brand called Otravi, which means another life in Spanish mm-hmm. and French. Oh, I love and, that. <laughs> thank you. And it, you know, it was all based on starting another life when I moved here. And I, I talk so much about how my life changed and, you know, I started to see things with new eyes and that's just the whole premise behind it is looking at vintage or pre-loved pieces of clothing and and seeing that they can go on, um, seeing a new life for them. And so that's, you know, the, the general theory and, and principle. And I had just started that at the beginning of 22. Literally, I launched the, the site and a day later, I got a call about my dad. And it was at this point where I just felt like, why now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember talking to a really good friend of mine back in the US who's incredible um, meditation and breathwork and um, spiritual healer. And she's just a wonderful person. And I was talking to her and I was, you know, going through telling her what had happened with my dad and the passing. And this was really fresh, maybe a month or so after. And I was struggling with understanding why at this point in my life, I feel I've arrived. I just launched this project. Um, I And now I'm feeling, you know, such identity loss. I'm really confused. I, I'm kind of just really thrown. And, you know, her words to me were, it's because you were ready for this now. Mm. You wouldn't ready for this it it wouldn't happen if you weren't ready and you're the person you are today because you can face this and it just it kind of changed everything in in my beginning perspectives of this early on and I thought wow she's really right 
I maybe I had to arrive at being that person so that I could accept this and receive what happened in the way it did. And, you know, not, not to go too far into it, but um, my dad and I were able to reconnect during this time for many years. We, we hadn't spoken and it was a really miraculously beautiful time that I was able to reconnect with him that meant so much to me. And it really, there were so many miracles that happened in like this four weeks of um, us getting to be with him before he, he transitioned. There were so many miracles that happened that really grounded me even further in my philosophy of, you know, seeing with new eyes and that life is circular and everything comes back it's a cycle and I had to personally see so many things with my family and dynamic and my dad with new eyes it really just re honed in my theory that I was really creating and starting with ultra v and it gave me so much more um, depth to to the words and message I wanted to share with the world that after that I went deeper inside and you know, really started to hone in on some more of my writing and um, philosophy and what I wanted to share um, spiritually and, and, you know, connect that to, to my brand because it's a material product that I, you know, sell and, and promote, but I want it to be related to this um, essence of um, spirituality and philosophy. And somehow within this experience, I was able to, to hone in on that even more and I somehow feel that if I didn't go through that, that period and that learning and that grief in such a, a hard time, I wouldn't have these same um, words to connect and these same uh, philosophy to connect. And I don't think what I'm doing now would be as meaningful or as powerful. Mm -hmm. So that's also kind of to answer your question, how I feel that I translated that. Um, right. And I, I kind of, got through that period of being angry and not wanting to accept and just accept it because it gave me something better than I could have ever imagined or done on my own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That is so remarkable and so beautiful. And it reminds me of this quote I saw recently, and I don't know where your faith stands, but the quote goes like, if God brought you to it, he will be with you during it and he will get you out of it. And it's mm. so hard when you, when he brings you to something that you don't understand and you're so confused. And I know the feeling when you're like, I finally arrived, like I climbed the mountain and then you look on the other side, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many more mountains to climb. Why now? I just want to be where I am and, and mm. stay here. Like sometimes you get, you arrive somewhere and you're like, this is everything I wanted. I just want to stay here forever. And the irony of that is like, no, there's so much more beauty left to be experienced, even if it's a it's many more mountains to climb. Um, and so I it's so beautiful that it seems like it was a short amount of time where you accept where you turn that anger to acceptance. I know for a lot of people that might take longer. Um, and there's no time limit really when there's when it comes to healing or accepting or grieving you could be grieving the loss of someone for, you know, in, in certain ways forever. It's, it's the, it's mm -hmm. the price you pay for loving so deeply, which I think is really beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. If you're open to talking about it, I would love for you to share what that spiritual connection felt like when you lost your father and how you were able to communicate or you mentioned earlier, there were so many magical occurrences and I'm, I geek out on this spirituality stuff. So if you're open to sharing, I would love to hear how, what that felt like and what you experienced. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, like I said, um, I had been disconnected from my dad for many years, and um, it was for the better in my life. Um, but I always knew and I had a vision that we would reconnect someday. It was um, a very clear vision, and it was really like ethereal. And all I could really see in that vision was that we came together, there was peace, there was happiness. 
and it was a moment that was good and then we went our separate ways and I had this vision for many years and um you know he he passed away actually from a neurological uh, disease and um in his last days he he wasn't so responsive um at all and he was in that state for about four weeks and it wasn't until um my family arrived at the hospital with him my brother and I um that finally we were able to start somehow communicating and um you know one of the days um, I had some time with him and I was able to share my heart and my feelings and really everything I wanted to say. And he wasn't in a state that he could respond, but the next day he winked at me. And that was kind of like, he, I knew he got it all. And the next day um, was another big day. And um, it was one of the most miraculous days. I'll never forget. It was, um, uh, four four twenty two, and I'm into angel numbers uh, as four, I think four, you are too. Yeah, four four is the number I associate with my grandmother. So I just got chills when you said that. <laughs> yeah, and you know it it does symbolize that angels are surrounding you and and you're protected. And funny enough, in numerology, my number, like based on my name, is four. So four is just a very prominent number for me now. And um. It was uh, during that day um, where we really reconnected in such a beautiful way. As, as I said, he was not in a state that he could um, speak. Um, he was suffering from a neurological disease. And um, there was a moment um, after a long day of my brother and I spending time with him, talking to him, showing him pictures, just, just trying to see if he could speak or recall or you know remember that he looked at me for a good while and he really was studying my face and he really um finally could tell like he had connected um who I was and he just said looks like my daughter mm. and my brother was like it is it's it's her she's here and you know, he was in the hospital for four weeks and not able to move. And he came, you know, reaching out arms towards me and, and gave me the biggest hug. And it was just within that moment and the last days that I had talked to him, it was like everything was understood. Mm. Pain, every misunderstanding, every resentment, every everything from the past was just washed away and what remained was love mm. and that was one of the most miraculous experiences of my life and it just showed me so much my my belief in my um you know um feeling that something beyond us is happening something something greater there is a, a power greater than we know yeah. and it is at work and that was my proof and you know I've had many more and and since then and even through losing our dog which was a couple months later and all also super challenging and traumatic but also there was these miraculous moments through that experience that I just couldn't deny that there is something bigger and beautiful more beautiful at work here yeah and um I'm just I'm just so grateful for those moments it is so remarkable and so beautiful because I'm sure people who are listening or some might think like okay well that was a very minimal moment it was just a hug but what I see in that is that there's so much love coming through unspoken words and I just want to I want to celebrate the way you receive that because it seems like there was a narrative and maybe not a narrative but a journey of things you wanted to express and you wanted to share what your heart was feeling and let out that resentment and talk about the pain or whatever it was between your father and yourself. And it seems like the hug was all you needed to 
to, to let all that go. There were no words, mm-hmm. there was no discussion, there was no conversation of why did this happen or why did you do this or or whatever it might have been. But I think that's a testament to your heart, the purity in your heart to receive that hug as a declaration of it doesn't even matter. What matters is that no matter what has happened and no matter what happens, this love between us will be always connected. And I think that is such a beautiful experience, but also just a beautiful testament to your soul. Like the way you receive that is really inspiring because I know a lot of people when whether it's grieving someone or not, but sometimes we get so angry and we're like, why this? Why did you do this? And you want to talk to someone and you bury all those emotions inside. But the answer to that is love, like really. And Mm -hmm. I think in my journey, what I've discovered is, is that there's the thing that connects us all is love. Um, Whether it's through a stranger or these miraculous encounters with the divine, it's like, that's the, the foundation and that's the underlying thread. And if, Mm. if we see it in that way, I think we just give ourselves a lot more peace through anything that comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's at the end of the day, the only thing that matters. And sometimes we need to see with new eyes. Like I, I really like to say, and that was my moment to be able to do that finally and and have understanding, you know, both ways and just carry that with me. And, you know, those moments never stop. I still get signs all the time. Mm-hmm. It comes through music. It comes through numbers. It comes through yeah. pictures. My dad was a musician and um, it's constantly coming through, you know, songs coming up on my Spotify or out and about and hearing one of his favorite songs. It's so many things. And that's how I just know, like we are connected forever. And, you know, all of us are, all of Mm -hmm. our souls are constantly going to stay connected beyond the material world. That's just what I believe um, personally, but these things for me have been proof. I think that's also a testament to an open heart because over the summer, my heart was really, really closed off in all forms of receiving love. Um, it was because I was really deep in my healing journey and I was just frustrated and confused. And that led me to unknowingly, I didn't know this at the time, but I just was closing myself off from receiving anything until one day I found myself in an airport and this is just like a little story of the divine coming in and the miraculous ways that they work. I I had read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And in the book, he says, don't let anything allow you to close your heart or like nothing is worth closing your heart over it because when you choose to close your heart, you're choosing to not let any love in. And so mm-hmm. I had a flight coming from Atlanta to New York and my flight was delayed and I was trying to message the airline to switch my flight. And then they asked me for my flight number and the flight number was 222L or something like that. And I instantly, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meant to be on that flight. I don't know why. And I thought it was something related to work. I didn't think it had anything to do with my health journey. Lo and behold, I get to the gate and I intuitively decide to sit next to this woman who was worlds apart from me. She was in her own world. And eventually our flight was still delayed and her and I got to talking and turns out she was an expert in the disease that I had. And she was telling me all about the surgery, which I had and how it takes a lot of time to heal and to trust my body. And I told her how, you know, when I found my surgeon, I saw 444s everywhere. And I knew my grandmother led me to that path, but I was struggling to believe that I was where I was supposed to be or that the surgery worked. And she, as I said, the number 444, she looks at me with, eyes that were like amazed and she said my address is 444 this is confirmation your grandmother is here with us this is why we're here today she wants me to deliver the message that yes you are on the right path the surgery worked you got to trust your body and in that moment I will never forget when I got onto the flight the amount of peace in my heart 
was extraordinary because nothing was right, but everything was right at the same time. Like physically, I wasn't doing well. I didn't still accept where I was in life, but in my heart, I was like, I accept and I surrender. And that moment was proof that when you open your heart to receiving, you will get Mm -hmm. the answers and you will receive the love. And I will never forget that stranger. I will never see, I hope one day I could see her again, but I likely (laughs) will never see her again. And even though our conversation was filled with so much love. And so I want to serve, I want the reason why I share that story is that it can come in the most unexpected places and experiences and even people. And once you start receiving that kind of magic, like I feel like it's magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you begin to wonder like what else can happen in this existence? Right? It's like, what else are we capable of? It's exciting, you know? It is. And it just back to your point, I mean, about opening your heart. I think for me, that was really part of my narrative this year was opening my heart again, because last year I really went inwards and I'm glad I did. I'm I'm so grateful I did, but I spent a lot of time in words and really kind of crafting then and, and healing and figuring out what I want to do and, and how I want to do it. And I can't came to this year and I arrived to this year and I, I just wanted to open my heart and, and receive and put my dreams back out in the world again. And, you know, I really did that. And a lot has come through, I mean, personally, but also professionally for my business. I mean, it's taken off and I now find myself, uh, just opened a a store uh, about a month ago. Oh my God. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It was something that came into my life, you know, very suddenly, but it was something I had been dreaming of and manifesting for a long time. And I think that just was, again, a result of opening my heart because I made it known that I wanted that. I opened my heart to people that allowed that to be possible for me and with me. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's actually a collective space that I share with um, three other women-owned brands so it's it's just this this magic that happened exactly as you say and it just has to do with opening yourself and and receiving Mm -hmm. and you never know what will come and I'm sure it always I don't know if you feel this way but I feel like it always comes in a way that's better than the way we imagine it sometimes you know I really do believe in manifestation. I believe everything that I received as of late is a testament to my strength, my mind, my belief in myself, the success that I flourished. But often Mm -hmm. it's like, I'll dream of these things or I'll meditate and I'll visualize me having an experience. And weeks later, months later, I'll be there experiencing it far greater than the way that I imagined it. And it also has like led me to believe like it's always better than what you think and when you believe that you are just constantly amazed by the divine forces and how they bring things to you not what not just what you want but what you actually need I don't Mm -hmm. know if you feel like that with you opening your store but it seems like now you have this community of like-minded women who you feel supported by and connected to, and you share this beautiful space and you I'm sure are feeling inspired by the work of other women. And maybe if you opened a store by yourself, it wouldn't have felt that filling maybe. Absolutely. I I think about that all the time. And, you know, I never in my heart of hearts really wanted to do that alone. And it happened exactly, if not even better than what I could have envisioned. I mean, really, it twofold happened for me. And I just, I know that that's like my my light team on the other side, you know, my my angels really helping and, and moving and pushing and making things happen. And it takes one, you know, you have to open your heart, you have to do it step by step, you have to put in the work. But if that's where you go and flow and lead with, you will just have the support flowing behind you. And mm-hmm. I truly do believe that. Beautiful. I would love for you to share a little bit more about Otravi. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay, great. 
love yes. for you to share more. I know you touched a little bit about the spiritual nature behind it and um, what it's now that you have a store, but what first led you to starting a brand with like a vintage brand and how has it evolved since then? Yeah, you know, I used to work um, for many years. I started my career in um, watching jewelry industry in the US and I worked for some incredible brands and I had a really great uh, time and I used to also work with an incredible women-led team and I've had a really enriched experience. Um, but as I grew up in the business, um, I realized that the kind of work was ethically lacking, you know, kind of the standards or morals that I believed in, in, in terms of conscious consumption. Um, it was maybe more of a fast fashion model and I became just much more of a conscious consumer myself, um, constantly looking at more sustainable ways uh, of buying and, and purchasing and in terms of everything, you know, materialistic that I consume in my life. And then, you know, secondhand and, and pre-loved and vintage started to become more of a theme. And really, when I moved here, it became even bigger because here the, you know, flea market culture and uh, secondhand culture, it's, I don't know, somehow maybe a bit bigger or more common or more mainstream um, than what I had at least experienced in the U.S. Um, and so that kind of just kept me going on my pursuit of wanting to be conscious in, in every way. And really everything that I personally was acquiring at those times, like beginning days for myself in terms of vintage and secondhand was really qualitative pieces that were things that would stood the, the test of time. And I thought like, first of all, they're unique, you know, you can feel good buying them because it's, it's um, sustainable. You're using what we already have. Right. And there are so many things that if you just look at them differently, you know, see them with new eyes, give them a second chance. It's kind of also about that for me too. And that's where I connect my theory a bit. It's mm -hmm. like giving even human to human, giving another chance and, and seeing someone or something with a new perspective and you can make a totally new experience and, and start again. So that's where it started. And um, I wanted to just put my, um, you know, experience and knack and um, love for branding and, and storytelling um, into a material concept. Um, it's something with fashion that I love. And that's how Ultra V was born. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful beautiful journey you are such a radiant soul i'm so grateful that we had the chance to connect on this honestly one of the most enlightening and beautiful conversations that i've had on the show so i just want to say thank you like this your whole journey is just so i really love your philosophy and the theme that's really carried you which was which you've said many times throughout the episode but seeing things with new eyes um, we see the same things every day. We look at the same experiences in the same way. And it's the moment where we shift our perspective or our point of mm -hmm. view that we notice what might've been missed. And when you notice new information or realizations from what you've been so accustomed to, I feel like that's what allows you to go from the bottom to the top and, the way you've articulated yourself. You are such a beautiful soul. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Karin. Um, likewise, um, you know, I believe truly that our greatest power is our ability to start again. We we can always do that. Every day we have the opportunity to do that. It's it's the way that nature is. It's constantly regenerating. And so are we. It's it's our very selves. And so we have to remember that we have to know we can always try, we can always start and empower ourselves through that and, and share that and yeah, just um, lead a more um, beautiful life um, through that way. So thank you for allowing me to um, hold this space today with you and, and share my story. Um, I thank you as well for your wisdom, your words, uh, your poetry, your writing. It's, it's beautiful. It's an inspiration for me as well. Uh, you're also such a radiating, beautiful soul. Thank so thank you so much. 
um, for having me. And I, I really look forward to our next conversation. Yes. Where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on Instagram at Otravi Collection and also at um, otravi.com. I have a newsletter that I share um, bi-weekly. Uh, it's actually called Seeing with New Eyes. Oh, um, <laughs> I love it. Dates, um, but also my writing and um, a bit of my philosophy and poetry and tying it all together. So you can also sign up for that if, if you want to follow that. Beautiful. I'm definitely signing up after we hop off because I'm so intrigued here and <laughs> read more about your your philosophy and your mindset. Well, thank you so much, Candice. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, follow me along on social media at ECNU and order my book, Beauty in the Stillness, which is available internationally in both digital and print. Everything is linked in the show notes below and I can't wait to see you all in the next episode.